0: This is Franchise Today, brought to you by FRM Solutions, providers of the best-in-class software solutions for franchise relationship management. Franchise Today is your destination for weekly information, conversations, and interviews with accomplished industry leaders, all of whom share best practices for sustainable growth and sensible franchising. Here now, your host, Stan Friedman, to kick off this week's podcast.
1: Today is Wednesday, March 18th, and this is a very special edition of Franchise Today, brought to you by FRM Solutions. I'm Stan Friedman, and today, as always, I thank my sponsors for their participation in making this podcast possible, enabling me to bring all of this information to you. But this week, we're going to dispel with the usual front of the house and birthday greetings, as well as commercials. As we all know, we are in some unusual times and uncharted waters in special times call for special circumstances so today i'm going to thank transitive zorical spot-on profiles along with frm for their continued support but forego the airing of their commercial messages so as to get straight to the heart of what's gripped us all and frightened a great many. Of course, I'm talking about coronavirus, referred to by some as COVID-19, but known to us all as the global pandemic that has caused a polarization of life as we know it. First up today, we're going to hear from IFA President and CEO Robert Cresante, who between conferring with senators, congressmen, members of the Trump administration, bankers, members of the IFA board, IFA executives and staff, suppliers and franchisees, the CEOs of America's leading franchise brands, and the media at large has been good enough to carve out a few minutes of his time for us to give us a quick look at all of this from his point of view. While like us, there is only so much that Robert can do to protect us from the virus itself, he's going to speak to what he believes can be done by our elected officials to mitigate the impact that this pandemic is having on all sectors of franchising, from retail, food and others and spaces directly affected, to those impacted perhaps less directly, at least from the perspective of restrictions brought about by the need for social separation. We're also going to hear today from Charles Intacola, founder of the Intacola Law Firm, a boutique franchise law firm in the tri-state area of New York, serving emerging franchisors in all market segments of franchising, from food and retail to services and home-based businesses. As you will hear in both of these interviews, there are resources available that we will make available for you to tap into today, both from the IFA, the Intercola Law Firm, and from 1851franchise.com, who along with Intercola Law have begun hosting a three-part webinar series this week. Around this global pandemic. This will all be linked up to the Franchise Today Facebook page so that you may gain access and learn more information as it becomes available in the days and weeks ahead. So let's begin right now with Robert Cresante. President and CEO of the International Franchise Association. Robert, welcome back to Franchise Today, especially under some pretty stressful circumstances.
0: Thank you so much, Stan. It's uh, my pleasure to be back and uh, appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. So
1: the ever-changing dynamics of this pandemic has got us all riveted to the news and hearing from health officials, politicians and Wall Street almost nonstop. I thank you though, Robert, for taking this time and giving us a few minutes to share what you as the leader of the franchise world are seeing from our unique perspective, and what is it that you're worrying most about above and beyond the obvious? Thanks, Dan. Uh, The House
0: passed last week a piece of legislation that left us highly concerned uh, with regard to the franchise small businesses being left out, and from an operator's perspective, we were highly concerned about the survivability of small franchise locations. So we immediately became active, and uh, since Friday, have really been working nonstop to uh, get the ARC turned on this bill, speaking with various different government officials, beginning to ready amendments, finding supporters in Congress, stand up for the small business guys. And I can say as of today that we've had very, very good success and uptake from the relationships that we've built.
1: Robert, what is it IFA members can do to stay dialed in on a regular basis and gain more information and insight in these times where things are going to be helter-skelter and moving at such a fast pace?
0: Thanks, Stan. We had a call last week with some of our Franchise. It actually was over the weekend with some of our franchise leadership, and we had such high attendance on that call that we've decided to do a daily call at 11 o'clock until no one shows up anymore to uh, make sure that we deliver the latest news from our activities on Capitol Hill, where the government is and how it's positioned, and then also to have access for our membership to the happenings. So we're going to be recording those calls, and if you missed today's call, because I think we can only put a couple of thousand people onto a call Uh, We'll record it and people can listen in. And
1: I will link to the Franchise Today Facebook page links to how to gain access to that call and how to get the latest information. In fact, how to become a member of IFA's Fan Franchise Action Network so that you're able to access any and all information in real time so that you can be up to date on all existential threats to franchising. But this is above and beyond the pale. Robert, when do you think this legislation makes it through and gets to the desk for the president to sign?
0: I think it's... uh, very wide open question at the moment. It's been stalled in in a procedural uh, process between the House and the Senate, and it may soon uh, be delivered to the table in the Senate. What has become clear since the time that it was passed from the House is that it's just simply not enough to help this economy. If what the bill from the House originally purports to do, which is require employers to provide sick leave for their employees, government funding has to come to those employers in advance or coincident with the time that they're paying sick leave for their workers or family and medical leave act leave for their workers and so we are working every possible angle to make sure that those small businesses some of whom i've spoken with that have uh, two to three weeks of window if they are subject to this requirement to pay their employees after all they already have enough fixed costs with their inventory And uh, the renting of the facilities uh, or the mortgage payments on the facilities that they have or own. So we are trying to make sure that the federal government provides the cash infusion at high speed to the businesses on the ground. And
1: just for clarification, as, as currently drafted, those franchisees would have to be waiting for a tax credit maybe a year down the road to pay them back for that sick leave that they'd be fronting. And that's just not tenable. That
0: was the original reading of the bill. Since that time, the Treasury Secretary has issued a series of of announcements which we'll be going through on the call today. And your listeners can come back and and listen to that call for more details, but to ease up that burden that will eliminate uh, some of the payments or allow people to withdraw actual tax payments that they've already made. So I think there's some easing that's coming there, uh, but there's much, much more that needs to be done. And we're working all of those angles. The other thing today, Stan, is we're going to be taking input from people who are on our call with us so that we are better informed. We don't know all of the answers. The people on the front line that are running their businesses do know how we can best help them. So we're soliciting feedback from those on the call, and we're going to answer as many questions as we can today. And we continue this, as I said, every day at 11 o'clock. In addition, throughout the next few weeks, we're going to be recording a series of webinars on uh, different Topics everything from deep cleaning your franchise system business to uh, to how do you do operational and supply chain management. Uh, in the times of the coronavirus, and we're going to be having experts speaking on those topics. Robert, with your
1: permission, I'd like to share with the audience just a quick tidbit about why IFA means so much to me and why it should to everyone listening to this podcast as well. On Saturday evening when I called and asked you for a minute of your time to set up this update, you were jumping into a cab and you were on your way to a very important meeting to get amendments made to that pending legislation that, as written, would have been extremely harmful to franchising, specifically to franchisees. And though you didn't tell me who that meeting was with I think I figured it out for myself on Sunday morning when I was watching Secretary Mnuchin on Fox News Sunday. Chris Wallace was asking him when this bill would get signed into law, and Secretary Mnuchin told him that as written, it probably would not clear the Senate, as it had come to his attention late the night before, that certain sectors of the small business community would significantly suffer from rather than be helped by the bill as it was written. Robert, I'm not going to ask you to confirm or deny, but I know your fingerprints were all over that late on Saturday night. And even the Wall Street Journal screamed that to me again since then. So, Robert, that's what IFA is all about. And that's why we as a community should all revere it. I can't thank you enough for carving out the time during this very busy stressful day to spend a few minutes with the audience here on Franchise Today.
0: Thank you so much, Stan.
1: Again, you can find links to all of the IFA resources that Robert and I just discussed on the Franchise Today Facebook page, or email me directly if you require further information. Next up, Charles Intercola is the founder of the Intercola law firm in New York's tri-state, the New York City area, as well as Connecticut and New Jersey. Charles has posted extensive information for franchisors to be considering on his blog, Along with Nick Powell's at NoLimitMedia and 1851Franchise.com, we'll be discussing the pandemic in the first of three webinars they are hosting this week. Links to for these webinars will be found on the Franchise Today Facebook page. Charles, welcome to Franchise Today.
2: Thank you. Good to be together and to be speaking today.
1: So Charles, this weekend I started receiving a significant number of emails from the heads of several companies with whom I do business as a consumer. These were coming from restaurants, retailers, online, digital places that I shop. All of these email correspondences were coming to me from CEOs of those companies telling me what they were doing to protect their teams, their customers and their businesses from COVID-19. That got me wondering who might be doing that for franchising, so I began Googling. And much to my surprise, there was precious little information out there beyond the obvious guidance from some portals and others in franchising that were just pushing out CDC guidance about washing your hands and things like that. And then I found your blog. And my hat's off to you, Charles, for having the foresight to be out there so early putting out this great information. So please talk to the audience today here on Franchise Today, who is very much in keeping with your world of emerging franchisors and share with them beyond the obvious guidance about the disease itself. Talk a little bit about the impact on franchising at large and what it is that you counsel them to be considering at this time?
2: Stan, um, so what happened organically is our firm represents emerging brands throughout the country. And so um, we're getting calls all the time. And these are fellow business owners. Everyone's concerned about very similar things, cash flow, maintaining their systems, franchisee policies. And so the blog was a result of, of those communications and an effort to reach out to our clients. We've been updating it, by the way, and we're all in this in the long haul together. And so we, we have a bunch of updates there. But look, I, I think a couple of things, and I think we're all starting to see, I, we do need to brace for impact here, right? It's going to get worse. But I do know this, we're going to come out of this. And like all crises is that there's going to be, there's going to be a time when we walk past this, whether it's in Q4 or beyond. My advice right now to franchise, franchisors first and foremost is to be a good franchisor. I know that sounds simple. I know franchisors are faced with issues like cash flow, franchisees not being able to pay royalties, cash flow shortages. The key, I think, is we're all in this together. We're all in the same boat. As a franchisor, if we're focused on Q3, Q4, right now we have to put scaffolding around our franchisees. We need to protect them. We need to have the right policies in place. And again, I use the term good franchisor. That means We need to be proactive with communication, assistance, supply chain, um, and most important to be pragmatic. Franchisors should be evaluating right now, suspending royalty payments, depending on the industry, modifying their systems and procedures, and having open communications with their franchisees. You know, a term that you discussed, Stan, and that we've discussed together is force majeure provisions in franchise agreements, which basically say, hey, if we can't perform, you know, these obligations are suspended. And now there's some standardness in those provisions, but they vary on franchisor to franchisor. But my point to every franchisor is this. No matter what your agreements say, what authority you have, I would set aside for the moment your legal rights as to your franchisees, and we need to come up with pragmatic results. Right now is not the time to be pressing franchisees for royalties. I could tell you, even if somehow legally you were permitted to do it, it's not going to work out, right? We're going to be judged by how we respond to this crisis. I think it's going to be worse than what it is now. For sure. There's going to be a shakeout in the franchise industry. The trajectory of the franchise world is going to look very different prior to COVID, right? Prior to coronavirus. But like everything else, I think there's amazing opportunity and the sadness, I think brands are going to reinvent themselves. They're going to redefine their brand story through how they support their franchisees. And I think ultimately, I know come quarter four and come 2021, our franchise community is going to be stronger. There's going to be stronger brands, and I think there'll be better relationships with franchisees.
1: I'm going to ask my audience to find their way over to your website and to your blog post. And I want to ask you too, before I let you go, to talk a little bit about a webinar that you produced with Nick Powell's at 1851, which will go deeper in depth into some of the bullet points that you touched upon here today. I'm going to link both of those over on the Franchise Today Facebook page so that our audience will be able to access both your blog right at your website as well as the webinar that you and Nick will be doing today. Charles, I can't thank you enough for sharing with the audience today, carving out a few minutes in these crazy times. And let's have you back on for a full segment once things settle down. Fair enough.
2: Dan, I appreciate that. And, and again, the webinar is going to be, I know this will, it's going to be three days this week. If anyone comes to your link, they go to our webinar page, we will send them, um, we'll give them access to the webinars. Again, this is a community event forever. Charles,
1: I really do appreciate it. And I thank you for being out there. We've been talking with Charles Intercola, founder of the Boutique Franchise Law Firm that bears his name about the impact on COVID-19 on the franchise world as we know it. Charles, thanks again.
2: Thank and thanks for everything you're doing. Thank
1: you. Thanks again for joining us here. And we'll be looking forward to linking into the deeper dive that will come from your webinar with Nick Powells and 1851franchise.com. I'm going to remind you again to check out the Franchise Today Facebook page for all of these links discussed today. And please, if you do nothing else, please heed the advice being served up by those who know and minimize unnecessary interaction with others. Whether you deem yourselves to be sick at risk or not, like everything else in franchising it's about more than just one self Everything that you do has implications, and those are realized by others. So please, do what's best for one and all, and we'll all have a shot at getting out of this mess sooner than later and with the ability to make a stronger and speedier recovery. Next week, I'm back with another veteran franchise attorney, Mike Drum, who also happens to be a veteran home office worker. He'll be here with his top 10 tips for working from home. For those of you who are going to have to start getting used to this for the very first time. For now, please stay safe, do the best you can, and I'm Stan Friedman, wishing you the best, the very best of all things franchising, and Franchise Today is out.